Hey, welcome to the Street Shots Podcast. We're the Switch to Manual guys. I'm Antonio. And I'm Tom. Hey, Tom. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Do you know this is our 10th episode? Uh-huh. I think you had mentioned that. We've made it to 10. Big milestone, I think. We've done 10 episodes and pretty excited by that, actually. Double digits. <laughs> double digits. <laughs> we're the double digits. Now we're old hat at this. No. So I thought it was a good idea to tackle. Uh, we got a listener question. So I thought maybe for the 10th episode, we can uh, we could tackle that from uh, we got uh, Twitter, one of our Twitter friends. Yeah. And then we'll never take another listener question again. Never. <laughs> Don't send us anymore. No, <laughs> no, no. no. But our Twitter friend, Stuart Chambers, tweeted us and asked us, can you guys chat about what happens when you get caught taking street shots and you've really pissed somebody off? So I thought I'd throw that to you first, Tom, as a question. What happens? Have you pissed anybody off taking pictures? And what do you do? Yeah, I certainly have. You know, I I mean, really, it's interesting. It hasn't doesn't happen that often to me. And I'm. You know, you and I are both constantly taking pictures in the street. So I think, you know, my general sort of, you know, foray into the subject would be it's mostly our own fears that we're up against. You know, people are, for the most part, used to having a picture taken and everybody's taking pictures these days. And, you know, I think as long as you follow some general guidelines and show respect and when appropriate, ask permission, you know, you're generally going to be fine. But that said, I have pissed a couple people off, you know. Um, Has anybody ever wanted to, you know, be physical against you for taking their picture? No, not really. I mean, I've, you know, I've felt sort of like threatening anger directed at me, but I just kind of pretend I have a gun, you know, kind of like (laughs) put my hand under my coat. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's the thing about with our with our big cameras you can kind of hold them in such a way that if anybody you can use them as a defensive weapon if, you know that's the biggest the big plus for a dslr right a dslr and a and an 8200 millimeter lens it's like a hammer <laughs> uh, yeah no i mean honestly i like the the one time that comes to mind was you know i and i i'm not even crystal clear on the details but i recall that taking a photograph of some woman and I didn't realize her boyfriend was nearby Mm. and, and he was pissed, you know? Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm. So, I mean, and that, you know, speaks to another kind of, or or just a, you know, an important aspect of shooting in the street is just kind of sizing up, okay, who's with who, what's the situation, what are the power dynamics, who might be offended, you know, whose attention or, permission might you need that kind of thing you know you're talking so, you're talking situational awareness yeah absolutely yeah. Yeah, yeah especially in an urban environment but i mean that could be anywhere it doesn't have to be just urban but uh mm-hmm. i think being aware of your surroundings and what's going on is is very important i mean i, I want to relate a quick story if i can is that one time when i was doing street photography a long time ago with a point-and-shoot camera, a little Canon that I had. And I would photograph people on the subway, which is a very popular thing to do in New York. And uh, I got off the train, and a woman followed me, and she said, 
she yelled at me. She said, I know what you were doing. I saw you taking pictures. And she was really in my face about it. And it was very upsetting uh, to do that. I felt like I was caught in doing something wrong. And, and she threatened about getting the cops. And she wanted to know my name and all this stuff. And my adrenaline was up because she was very forceful. And I can't remember how the encounter ended. I mean, I ended up getting on the train and there was no cops called. And as I was walking home, I started to calm down and I started to realize that, you know, I didn't do anything technically wrong. I, I got her angry and I don't think I photographed her. I might have photographed somebody else, but she saw me photographing and I got her angry and but I didn't do anything wrong. And at first I thought I had done something wrong. And, you know, as long as you're in the public environment, you can take pictures of people. There's nothing illegal about that. But I don't want to make this about a legal thing. But, you know, people are in public and the subway's public uh, and you're allowed to take pictures in the New York City subway, by the way. Uh, it doesn't mean someone has to like it and they can get in your face. But it took me a while to realize I didn't do anything wrong. And it was sort of, I don't know, second guessing I should have been a little more forceful. And I'm not that kind of person. But I think that encounter sort of affects me how I shoot today with my street photography. So I am. Uh -huh. I am. Like how so. Well, I'm more, if you look at my pictures, I'm really doing shots on the sly. And part of it is I've, I grew up liking some of the photographers, the old style photographers who did that. Uh, Walker Evans being, I think, one of the main photographers who I really admire. And a lot of his pictures are just people aren't aware that he's taking a shot. And he, he, he photographed in the subway as well. So I like that look. And I also like when someone doesn't, you know, when they're not aware of a camera taking their picture they're just being themselves in the street or uh -huh. wherever uh, yeah and so i see their personality and i think when someone understands that they're about to have their picture taken there's a little bit of a body gesture or facial gesture that they that they change and it's not saying that that's better or worse it's just i noticed that change and that's not the kind of picture i'm going for and i sort of grew up in new york and you know people sort of keep to themselves and i'm kind of in that department, I, I like candid pictures and I kind of don't want people to know that I'm taking their picture. Um, so I have yet to encounter anything like that woman on the subway in a while. And, you know, I'm sort of prepared for it. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm prepared that, you know, I do take pictures on the sly and someone might say, hey, did you just take a picture of me? And then I need to sort of think what I'm going to do at that point. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I had a funny experience um, that's sort of the complete opposite of all that we're talking about in the sense of like, you know, not offending people or upsetting people. And and that was because there there is a certain power in aiming a camera at someone. I, I was in Honduras on the anniversary of the coup and there was kind of a there was a large resistance movement, you know, against the coup government. And this one guy who was an activist had been arrested by the police on trumped up charges and had pepper spray sprayed in his eyes and he was being held inside this jail and a bunch of us were outside the jail waiting for him trying to get him out and uh there's this really mean looking cop um you know like a clearly a higher ranking officer kind of a, a guy in charge and he was standing by this one door and he was just kind of glaring at the people who were trying to help this guy and at one point, he pulled out his cell phone and he started taking our our picture, you know. Hmm. 
And I had my SLR at the time was in my fanny pack in front of me. So I pulled it out, you know, mm-hmm. and it was like 10 times the size of his camera, obviously. <laughs> and I started taking his picture, you know, which might have been a little crazy, but I, I felt empowered by the fact that I felt like we were, you know, on the right side of mm-hmm. history in that moment. Mm-hmm. And if he wanted to document us, I was going to document him. Well, it sounded like you also had good situational awareness at that time, too. Your your senses were that it was safe to do that or that it was yeah. in, within reason to do that. Right, right, right. Yeah, I, w- I was part of a group. It was daytime, you know. The guy who was in danger was inside the jail, and we were trying to help him. So, mm. yeah, all those calculations come in. I took, a, I took a shot the other day that it comes to mind also. I, I was on the subway and uh, I saw this advertisement and it was it was so dispiriting. I just thought I got to get a shot of this ad because it's just captures or reflects a historical moment. You know, and the advertisement said something like, you may not be able to have clean air but you can have a tasty muffin. <laughs> <laughs> It's an actual advertisement, you know, and I thought, wow, this is what it's coming to, you know, let's just give up on the planet. But hey, man, we can have a tasty muffin. Did you get, was there any people in the shot or was it just? Yeah, there was this kind of tough looking dude sitting right underneath it. He didn't know that you photographed him. Well, you know, it's funny because he was sensing that I kept looking in his direction and he pulled his hoodie over his head mm. and kind of tilted his head down, you know? Mm-hmm. And so then I just stepped up at a, at a certain point when it felt like, okay, now's my chance. I just snapped a few. And uh, I don't know if he heard the shutter or if he realized what was happening, but, you know, were he looking at me, I I might not have, not have done it because it just seemed like the kind of guy that probably wouldn't want his picture taken or I mean of the many things that go into those that kind of decision making matrix you know it's like one thing is time how much time do you Mm -hmm. have to Mm -hmm. sort of explain to the person hey you know I'm actually interested in that ad behind you and you know I like blah 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 I mean you know when when you're approaching your subway stop and you've got five seconds you know you're either going to do it or you're not right um, well, it's kind and of that's the, one thing I would say, too, and just in regards to this general subject is, you know, oftentimes there, there, nothing bad will happen. And it's just a matter of like mustering the courage to power through and just say, hey, this this is a shot I want to get, you know, and yeah, yeah. you can always apologize. You can yeah, always it's, say, it's hey, sorry, to, sorry. It's, sorry, it's and easier to ask forgiveness. Me. It's easier to ask forgiveness than permission kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, in that realm, it's also like when we talked about situational awareness, the respect of the subject, you know, I mean, one of the things I... I have my own little sort of rules for street photography. And one thing I don't photograph are people who are homeless or who I perceive as homeless or perceive in a, I don't know. Again, you know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm sort of making a snap judgment while I'm looking at somebody. Yeah. But you know, again, if I see someone who is distinctly, you know, down and out and on the street and lying there and in a position of vulnerability, that is not a picture I want to get because of, I don't know, it's like, 
I feel like I'm invading their privacy because yeah. They're... Well, it's like the golden rule. I mean, would you want someone taking a picture of you? You know, if you were in that situation? No. Yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, I you know, if you look at some of my portraits, the one might think that they're not flattering of people. I mean, I'm not photoshopping them and making them look beautiful and stuff like that. Their people are just in their world. Um, it may not be the way they want to be photographed, but it's them in in life. And to me, that's a lot different than someone who's so obviously down where I can see they're down on their luck and stuff like that and very vulnerable. And of course, anybody could take a picture of them and I don't do that. So it's sort of a rule that I have. And again, it's sort of, you know, the situational awareness, being aware of like, and I might make the wrong choice sometimes. Like there could be looking at someone and they might be just a real crazy hipster, you know, but I have to make those choices in those seconds. So I, I choose to respect the subject. And that way also, if I ever have to get in, into a altercation with somebody, at least I feel that, you know, I can stand on my two feet with, you know, I, you know, I thought you looked really good or show them the pictures that I shot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, it's a matter of having standards and guidelines and, and things. Yeah. Guidelines that you are following that inform your decision-making progress. I mean, process sometimes I, I do shoot homeless people occasionally, and I mean, I generally ask them, you know, and sometimes I'll give somebody a couple bucks, you know, yeah, and just say, yeah, hey, I I, yeah. I want to take your picture. I'm a minister. Sometimes I will say, and, you know, those images would be used in ways that would highlight the plight of homelessness. There's actually an organization called Picture the Homeless that has used photography, you know, in, in powerful ways hmm. to try to bring about social transformation but oftentimes i will see someone who's homeless and i don't shoot them because it feels like exploitation yeah yeah Yeah. and i'm not saying for anybody to go out and not shoot homeless people it's just everybody's got their own limits to what they want to do and then and how you deal with people when you uh, come across them in you know we say street photography and we say this is street shots podcast and it's not just because we live in new york and brooklyn and we shoot in the street this applies to all sorts of photography all across the board, you know, you, you yeah. find yourself taking pictures at, uh, you know, Disneyland or something like that. And you want to photograph or in Times Square or, you know, in a farm you come across while you're driving cross country. You know, it's the same. Th- th- these are all the same principles. You want to photograph somebody, you, you might have to deal with this. You get out of your car and you, you know, want to take a picture of a farmer and he wants to beat you up because he doesn't want a shot taken of him. So it's, you know, how do we deal with this stuff when it happens? One of the things I like to do is I carry around a lot of business cards with me. Uh-huh. I've gotten made at uh, Moo. You know, everybody now knows Moo.com, M-O-O.com. And you can get um, like, you know, 50 cards. Each card has a different picture on it. And, and you can print both sides and you have your contact information on it. And so I carry a bunch of cards around with me like that as a sort of like a mini portfolio. So if I want to show someone my pictures, I can say, look, you know, this is what I do. And here's my contact information and give out a card. Uh-huh. I think it's kind of nice to be able to carry pictures with you and say, like, if, if you do have that encounter, it's like, this is what I've done and this is how I shoot. And, you know, I just took your picture and if you want, I'll send you something. It's a great way to interact with somebody. Yeah, absolutely. And oftentimes people, you know, um, I mean, people I think are in general more habituated to having their picture taken, but you can still catch people off guard. But, you know, if you're able to, Say, oh, you know, I'm sorry, I was so captivated by, you know, that that billboard in the background and the street scene and, and you happen to be walking through. I hope you don't mind. I mean, you know, as, as long as 
there's some kind of, you know, rational explanation. Sometimes too, you know, I think if you are going to shoot, be confident, you know, and, and shoot away. And I mean, sometimes just by having, you know, an SLR, people are going to think, oh, this person is a photographer. And, right. you know, and that, that is happening more and more. So people are more used to that. You know, another thing that's fun, Tony, that I think is good to mention in this context, because a lot of people are going to be nervous about just walking up and taking somebody's picture. But one thing that I I really love to do is get situated behind a big window that looks out onto the street. Mm-hmm. You know, there's lots of fun places in Manhattan. The TikTok Diner, which happens to be down by B&H, has some cool booths that are just look right out onto the street. But I mean, there's thousands of places like that. And just that little bit of removal so that you're not getting, you know, walking right up to someone and taking Mm -hmm. a picture. But mostly people are just walking by and you can really get some fun, candid shots that way. Yeah, I've done a I've done a series of shots sort of the other way around, but I found a really interesting wall and 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 stood there. While uh-huh. people walk in front of me and I'm very obviously with the camera. And what's funny is sometimes when people will stop and I say, no, 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 keep walking by. This is great. Yeah. Because <laughs> they don't yeah. want to get they don't want to get between me and the shot. And it's like a very like I, I have some shots of a colored wall in Brooklyn, a construction site. And people would stop and I would say, keep going. And they would go by and I'd snap their shot as they walked by because it was the, the, the contrast between them and the wall. But I found like, you know, standing in one spot for a long time being very obvious that I'm a photographer you know, and people will just sort of ignore me and walk by and I can get shots that way too. Yeah. I think I remember seeing some of those and, and, and liking them. Yeah. You know, when another point that's relevant here is lens choices, you know, when you're, the more comfortable you are, the, the more close in you can the, get, the, the wider the lens. <laughs> yeah. So either a wide angle or like a 50, yeah. you know, millimeter portrait lens, you can just kind of get right up and close but but if you're not real comfortable doing that then a lens with some zoom on it will give you the same effect and oftentimes just totally avoid having to interact directly with people at all you know and then as you get more comfortable you can you can get in closer but and sometimes just the the situation itself does not lend itself to getting real close i mean you might be on the outskirts of a parade or you know behind a police barricade any number of things can kind of keep you a certain distance and so you know that's that's where your lens choice might make a difference yeah and i think using you know when you just said parade part of the fun thing about shooting people is getting involved with a big event and then everybody's taking pictures and so you can feel free to just you know we have the coney island mermaid parade here and you know that's all about people taking pictures and so you can feel very free to just you know everybody's posing in front of the cameras and and having a good time yeah those those times when you get that opportunity it's it's a great way to i think it's also a great way to build confidence too because Uh everybody's in the midst of this great event and and you can i feel free i've done this before just going up to people and getting to shake in front of the camera you know do something that they're you know kind of crazy and i get kind of involved with it too and it that sort of trickles down to the times when I'm not in an event and I feel like I've built up a little bit more confidence to just talk to to strangers. And I wanted to add one last thing too as a as a I've done this before was have a stranger take a picture of me. Say I'm a photographer and you know, you know, I want to take your picture, but would you could you take a picture of me first? And most times people have a phone or something like that, they can take a shot. Um I'm not very good at handing I'm not very 
keen about handing my camera to somebody <laughs> and have them take a shot of me with my camera. But to sort of break that boundary between your your subject is uh, is worth trying sometimes. Yeah, it's a great idea. Yeah, it's just a way to break the ice and empower you know the person because when you're there is a power dynamic involved when you're taking somebody's photograph. Yeah, you know, showing that you're a little vulnerable too. Uh-huh. You know that uh, you're willing to have them take a picture of you in a situation m- might break down some of those those barriers. Yeah, and it's a great point to you know to to be in you know we're oftentimes in situations where everybody is shooting and I mean the mermaid parade is a great example because people come from far and wide to photograph there but you know there's all all sorts of things and it's even street fairs you know anything that's fun and exciting and loud and lots of people and you know there's oftentimes a lot of people taking cameras and then it's almost just a no brainer you know yes yeah. I do it's it's worth noting though I, I think like. If, if you are taking a picture of a stranger, I mean, I think I've said before with my wide angle, sometimes as I'm approaching somebody, I will be taking their picture, just shooting from the hip. And then once I get within range of like interacting with the person, if for whatever reason it's too loud or I can't say, hey, can I take your picture? I might just, you know, hold the camera up and raise my eyebrows as in, mm-hmm. can I take your picture? And unless the person like puts their hand in front of your camera and says, you know, no, then generally they don't care, you know, and and, and that and that's all it takes. You're you're showing the respect just to say, you know, okay, I'm 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 getting close. I want to take your picture. Is this okay? And you're you know creating a situation where the person can give some feedback. And sometimes people will put their hand up and say, no, 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 and just say, okay. All of that, all of this non-verbally too. So your eyebrows yeah. raising, the hands raising, you're aware of the situation. And I would say, try to photograph people. It's a very fulfilling thing to do. I mean, it's, I, I get a lot of excitement photographing people in my neighborhood and, and uh, the results are, are wonderful. Yeah, it's, that's what we live for, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, you know, when you're in the city or any city for that matter, and there's a performer with a hat out, just throw a buck in the hat, you know, before you take the person's picture Mm -hmm. and then they're going to be very happy and they won't mind you shooting. Whereas, you know, if you shoot first, then they're going to be like, you know, Hey, they'll be pointing at the hat, you know, and they'll be mad at you until you give them something. And, but I always do, you know, I, I usually throw it in first and then start shooting or, or, you know, depending on the situation, but it's just, I think a little photo etiquette to keep in mind. Well, this is a great question from, Stuart, our Twitter buddy, that was a great, uh, great discussion. So I think we've reached the end. I mean, we've been talking for almost 25 minutes now. Wow. Yeah. That was a good question. (laughs) Yeah. So this is our 10th episode and we're so happy that everybody is listening. We're, we're, our listenership is going up. So, uh, I think that's great news. I love doing this thing, this podcasting thing. How about you? I do. I love it. It's a, it's awesome. Yeah. And I just wanted to clarify, you know, that I was obviously totally kidding in the beginning when I said after this fielding this question on our 10th podcast, you know, we'll never take another question, but actually we we'd love to have more questions. It's a lot of fun to create a back and forth dialogue with people who are interested in listening. Um, so yeah, by all means, if you have questions, you can find us on Flickr, our switch to manual.com website. Yeah, and then switch to man you can email us. That's a great way. 
Email us at uh, info at switchdemanual.com. We're on Twitter, which is, of course, where we got Stuart's question. Twitter, we're at switch, the number two manual. So at switch2manual.com. We're Facebook. Facebook. Yeah, Facebook. We're on Google+. Plus. We, we want to grow that community. So start looking at us on Google+. Plus. It's a great way to show pictures and, and share info. And, Tom, you said, yeah, we can get to our Flickr group from our website, which is switchtomanual.com. So that's great. So the end of a uh, end of ten, we'll go for another hundred and fifty. <laughs> yeah, soon we're going to be in our uh, teenage years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for tuning in, and we. Uh, this is Antonio, and I'm Tom, and uh, we will talk to you later. Adios. Thank you.